When do zombies finish trick-or-treating? Oh, jeez. You said you had a cold open. I didn't know it was a corny joke. <laughs> when do zombies finish trick-or-treating? Yeah. I don't know. When they are dead tired. This is. <laughs> no, I'm more. I'm more. Oh, okay. Okay, go Why ahead. Why didn't anyone want to go trick-or-treating with Dracula? Oh, man. I would expect I know some of these, but I have no no clue. Because he's a pain in the neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, one more. Okay, one more. <laughs> Why don't skeletons like Halloween candy? Because they're bones. <laughs> no. Made of bones. No. Why? They don't have the stomach for it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween! A day early! <laughs> a day early? Is today the 30th? Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow's is. Halloween. Wow. Happy Halloween. Um, I mean, this comes out after Halloween, but I hope everyone that is listening had an amazing Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I'm really excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything you want to say before we start? No. Follow the pages <laughs> and I hope. The corny jokes didn't scare people away right at the beginning. This is like somebody's first episode. And they're like, they're going to love it. Oh, here we go. Just immediately turned it off. <laughs> All right, listen. Just if. It's uh, good. Everybody follow the Facebook and the Instagram. <laughs> and uh, go ahead. And if you like the jokes, let us know. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to pretend just for Hannah's ego. It's fine. I won't hold it against you. <laughs> All right. In the early 1800s, a family was haunted by a shape-shifting entity that identified as a witch. The witch had a particular hatred for the father and one of the daughters, and things eventually escalated to a suspected poisoning. This is Country, Country Roads, Roads Creeps. Creeps. You know where I got this idea from? No. From Olivia. Olivia, yeah, because we yeah. were doing her episodes this month. Yeah, yeah so I was looking um, at the list of amazing podcast episode ideas that she wrote for us. Mm-hmm. So nice of her. And so I was looking at those, and I forget. It was, <laughs> it was titled, Amazing Ideas for Your Podcast Yeah. by Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's call. kind of, well, it's indirectly from her list, but I'm still giving her credit because it was because of her that I found this topic that I wanted to do. So there was um, something on her list and I remembered that she really likes those YouTubers, Sam and Colby. That's their names, right? Yep. And so I went to see if they had a video for what was on her list. And when I was looking through their videos, I found this topic idea. Yep. So I chose this one because it jumped oh, out at me. So we are talking about the Bell Witch today. Yep. So shout out to Olivia for leading me to this idea. I We were talking about this earlier before we recorded, but and you were getting annoyed because I... Kept saying Blair Witch. Yeah. And that's a movie. It's like, I, like a, it was kind of inspired by this, but this is, is Bell Witch. Loosely, I mean. It's been for forever since I've even seen Blair Witch Project. Loosely. It's like I, I keep, they both start with a B. Yeah. The B Witches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would combine it, but that would make a. Bewitched. A bad word. So. <laughs> All right. So the Bell Witch, well, that's what we're talking about today is a 19th century legend of folklore from Robertson County, which is in the state of Tennessee. This story... Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 
girl from ar- from around these parts that it looks pretty good. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> okay. We're going to move past that. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> this story involves the Bell family, thus the name Bell Witch. Um, the father in this family was a farmer named John Bell Sr. He was born in Edgecombe, North Carolina, and he apprenticed as a barrel maker before he switched to farming. Okay. So, um, what? The witch isn't Bell? No. I don't know anything about, like, I'm... Good, I'm glad I can tell you a new story. The entire time I thought the Bell Witch was, like, that's her name, but it's uh, John Bell now. Okay. Yeah, John Bell. So I, I, now I'm excited. <laughs> uh, he married his wife, Lucy Williams, in 1782, and this is, according to Wikipedia, she was 12 and he was 32. Which is gross, but I guess... Robbing the cradle. Yeah. If that's true, then I hate that fact. This is in the 1800s? Yeah. Yeah, so are the the times aren't... Well, this was 1782. Oh, 1700s. Yeah. Our story moves into the early 1800s, but I'm just giving you some background information here. um, Yeah, so the times were kind of like... Weird. Yeah. Still still bad. Crazy, but, but yeah. But yeah, you're right. So they lived on um, a farm that he had purchased in North Carolina until 1804, and then Bell moved his family to an area called Red River, Tennessee, which is present-day Adams, Tennessee. Okay. They had nine children, which is a lot. When was the first child <laughs> born? Uh, b- like- before they moved. So they had six of them before they moved, and then three of them after the move. Okay. So... So she was like 14 when she started having kids? Yeah, probably. Jeez. Horrible. So they had Jesse, John Jewer, Jr., <laughs> Drury, Benjamin, Esther, Zadik, Elizabeth, who goes by Betsy, Richard, and Joel. Okay. Um, Betsy plays a big role in this story later on. Notice no Brintleys or... Adelies or like E I G H spelling. <laughs> okay, but name. they have a Drury and a Zadik. So, like, even better. No. <laughs> um, so, farming was very successful for them. They were doing really well. They're very prosperous. Things got weird for them in 1816. And this is when a goblin like witch started to harass the family. Nice. <laughs> so, she first appeared to John when he was in a field, and she was a shapeshifter. So, she had the head of a rabbit and the body of a dog. That was the very first sighting for the family. What? Yeah. Wow. Head of a rabbit, body of a dog. But a, like a jackalope rabbit? <laughs> had the antlers, too. Yeah. Um, he tried to shoot at it, but he missed. And she ran <laughs> off. <laughs> shot and a missed. Yeah. Shot again. <laughs> and a missed again. And a shot again. <laughs> Shot two more times. <laughs> so, so there were some more initial sightings that followed. Drew saw a huge bird on the fence, but it flew off before he could get very close. Betsy saw a girl they didn't know wearing a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. Um, there was a slave also named Drew from the family. He talked about being followed by a large black dog on evenings when he would go visit his wife. Yeah. So there's just like, they're seeing some things that, Or a little out of the ordinary. So after a couple of these sightings, she then begins begins to mess with the family members, and then she would also like do things to visitors and other people in the community, like clipping their clothes. (laughs) Wizard clip. Wizard clip. (laughs) Um, No, but weird stuff. 
So uh, she was mostly invisible. Like, usually they would just hear her in the house. She could talk. She could manipulate things in the physical environment. She could shapeshift when when she was visible. And I, I put the word teleport just because that was the best way I could think of how to describe it. It was almost like she could move to a different house very quickly. Okay. Like, she, she would... Uh, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but she would tell the Bell family gossip that was happening in another household. And it was like really? she could go back and forth between the houses really fast and relay what was being said. Oh. So I called it teleporting. Yeah. I don't really know. Imagine if like some lady showed up at your house one day and was like, hey, your neighbors? <laughs> yeah. And then she's just hey. like spilling the tea. Yeah. So she actually, um, at one point, referred to herself as Kate Batts. Or she said she was Kate Batts's witch. Kate Batts was the name of a neighbor that John Bell had had a little bit of a quarrel with over a financial situation. Um, so some people said that maybe Kate Batts had created the switch to kind of get back at John, but there's really like not a lot to that theory. So I don't know. Uh, but she would respond to being called Kate. So hmm. who knows? So at first... She didn't talk to the family. When when this ha- the hauntings and the harassment first started, there was just sounds. They would hear knocks on the doors and the walls. They would hear gnawing on their beds, like rats were chewing at the bedposts. Uh, but they never saw any rats or found any evidence of that. They would hear invisible dogs fighting, even though they were, there weren't dogs around. Um, they would hear chains dragging on the floor. So just different sounds like that happening in their house without explanation. What? I don't know, I just, for whatever reason, I just, like, change dragging on the floor. It's like the 1800s, and it's like, we heard cars driving up and down the road. <laughs> cars haven't been invented yet. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why my brain, like, went there. But no, That's funny. Um, so, at first it was just sounds, but then things started to escalate to more physical involvement. So blankets would be pulled off the children's beds while they were sleeping, and the children started being scratched and having their hair pulled. Ooh. But they, but the whatever force was doing it was invisible. Okay. Um, most of the paranormal activity happened to John Bell Sr. and to his daughter Betsy. They seemed to get the brunt of it for whatever reason. Uh, John started to have facial paralysis, and Betsy was slapped, pinched, stuck with pins, um, and she would be like, hurt a lot more aggressively than the other people in the household. And uh, the witch became very unhappy later on when Betsy got engaged to a local man named Joshua Gardner. The witch did not like that. Ooh. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah. So they have um, all these things going on for a while, and it starts to get to the point where it's it's happening very frequently. Um, and so they ask their friend... James Johnston to come help. He didn't have any qualifications. He was just like their buddy. <laughs> like he wasn't a preacher or a priest. He yeah. was just some guy. They're like, hey, we have a witch haunting our house. Um, can you come <laughs> help with that? Uh, <laughs> he said, <so> yeah. <laughs> imagine like uh, they're like hanging out one day and he mentions that he has a witch. Yeah. And his buddy's like, I'm an expert on witches, actually. It's just a total lie. Yeah. Like, just to, like, impress him. He's like, I've actually, I've been an ex, I've been in the witch industry for right. five years, actually. I've, I'm actually an expert. And he's like, yeah. will you come help? And he's like, yeah. Well, I don't even really know what they expected him to 
do because they it didn't really ask him. It didn't seem like they were asking him to do an exorcism or something like that. I mean, nobody was possessed and it wasn't like they could really see the witch often because she mostly just was no. invisible and they would hear her talking. So you're not going to catch her. Like, I don't know what they wanted James Johnston to do for them, but he came over, I he, guess, to check it out. Just like the witch confirmer, like, yeah, like, He's like yeah, you got a witch. You sure hey. do. Well, you got one. <laughs> that'll be $25. I mean, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> he like oh. confirmed it. So he stayed the night. Um, and in the morning, you know, he experiences the same things. He's hearing the sounds. He's being affected physically, like the blankets, the pinching, the slapping, all that stuff. And when he wakes up in the morning, he said it was a spirit, like in the Bible, and didn't really provide a solution. Which he just part of the Bible? Yeah, the whole thing. Like, <laughs> you know, just the Bible. Old Testament the ghosts or New there. Testament yeah. ghosts? Because those are kind of different ghosts. Yeah. So word spread, people began traveling to see the witch, and this is when the witch actually started talking. Oh. Yeah. So, and you know, it starts off like a couple sentences, but then she gets into act- or like full-on conversations as time goes on. Okay. So, you know, people are coming from all over the place. They're hearing the rumor of the Bell Witch. They want to see for themselves. There's a lot of skeptics. Uh, so people come all over the place. Like, they have tons of visitors coming to their house. You know what this is reminding me of? What? Is Doddleston Messages. Have you heard of that? I don't think so. What is it? They, uh, this is in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. And this couple has like a computer that they can rent from, that happened in UK, in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a computer that they can rent from the library. So it's like always a different computer, but they're getting messages on it when nobody's around. And this starts off as like, you know, a few things here and there, but they can't really like, it's just like weird. They don't really yeah. communicate. And then it turns into like full blown conversations over time of like them going back and forth of like, and it's like somebody from the past communicating about like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And he's like talking about like a king and stuff like this. So hmm. very, we should do an episode on it, but it would be, I think it's kind of like a long story, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Anyway, that's what it's kind of. Like, the progression of, like, a little bit of communication and, like, weird stuff happening to, like, having full-blown conversations with this thing. So. Yeah, it it escalates a little more and more and more as it goes on. This is the Blair Witch, huh? No, the Bell Witch. B-E-L-L. Ding dong. Um, So, like I said, all these people are coming. At one point, she is asked, who are you and what do you want? And, you know, before... At one point, she said that she was old Kate. What was her name? Winslet. Kate, Kate Winslet. Kate, Kate Bats Witch. Uh, and then she starts to change up her story a little bit. So she asks, she's asked, who are you and what do you want? She replies, I am a spirit. I, once, I was once very happy, but I've been disturbed and made unhappy. I'm the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods nearby and the grave was disturbed. My bones disinterred and scattered and one of my teeth was lost under this house. I'm here looking for that tooth. <laughs> so, like, that's pretty different from saying she's just old Kate Bats' witch. Okay. So, like, now, are you a witch or are you a spirit? A disturbed spirit. What are you? You can... You're an untrustworthy narrator is what you are. You can clearly tell that this witch is a woman. <laughs> I don't even think it's a witch, to be honest. That, it does, it's not... My evidence for that is yeah. that I'm going to show up I'm not going to tell you what the problem is, <laughs> but I'm just going to like 
make life hard on you until I finally tell you I'm looking for my tooth. And it's like, you could have started with that and we would have solved your problem six months ago. Right. <laughs> like, just, nothing's wrong. Jeez. Okay, then, but like she says that she's the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods and got disturbed. But then another time, a visitor or traveler asks who she is. And she said that she was a spirit from everywhere, heaven, hell, the earth, I'm in the air, the houses, any place at any time, and have been created for millions of years. Yeah. So, like, that's a third story that got changed up. The ghostly version of, what do you want to eat today? I don't know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, I don't want that. Oh, my gosh. No, that's okay. Nah. So, it, like, it's, it has kind of become clear that she lies. Like, she doesn't tell the truth or doesn't know the truth. Who knows? It's not trustworthy. And I don't, it really doesn't even seem like a witch. They just, everybody ended up calling her a witch because of what she said about being old Kate Bass's witch. Yep. But this is not witch behavior. Like, that doesn't make sense. So, you know, at one point in a conversation, she did imply her origin was tied to a Native American burial ground that had been disturbed. So, Drew, the son, and someone named Bennett Porter tried to look for this, which is, of course, a bad idea. Like, leave these things alone. Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't find anything. So, I mean, who knows if that was true or not at all. So, um, something else weird that happened that kind of goes along with the teleporting thing is the witch spirit, whatever she was, repeated word for word two church sermons that had been given 13 miles apart at the same time. And so, like, so she's in the bell house. Okay. And she, word for word, says this sermon that was delivered at church A. And then word for word says the sermon delivered at Church B, which yep. were 13 miles apart. And then I guess maybe members of each church would conf- had confirmed what had been said. Right. So that's yeah. kind of weird that she could be in more than one place at a time. Yeah, you would, you would think that if it was demonic, it wouldn't do that, right? Yeah. So not probably not so, demonic. I don't know. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm well, maybe. Because she does some more bad stuff later on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, she's hitting the children. She's hurting the children. That's not good. Yeah, but, I mean. Uh, along that lines, she knew a lot about the Bible and seemed to enjoy religious arguments. Okay. Like a devil's advocate kind of deal, I guess. I don't know. Like a literal devil's advocate? <laughs> I mean, like, maybe. Devil wants a bad guy? Like, maybe. Like that kind of stuff? I don't know. She liked arguing about religion with people that came to the house. Okay. Um, she would also share gossip about things happening in other houses, like I said earlier. So, I mean, that might have been entertaining, but probably not worth all the other stuff that came with it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I get, um, just, <laughs> well, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, because I grew up in, like, like Baptist churches all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sounds like a Methodist, likes to gossip and <laughs> argue about religion. <laughs> You're going to make some people mad with that one. <laughs> All the Methodists just like turned it off. They're like, that's not, don't do that. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Now, remember when I mentioned their friend, James Johnston, that came to help and didn't do anything? Yeah. His son, John Johnston, really creative naming here, wanted to test the witch. So he asked her a question that nobody outside of his family would know. And that question was, what would his Dutch step-grandmother from North Carolina say to slaves if she thought they did something wrong? Okay. Yeah. And so the witch replied, hut tut, what has happened now in the grandmother's accent? And that was the correct answer. Okay. 
I was worried it was going to be like. Yeah, I was scared when I read it. Too. Like super, like the next line is like super like racist. I quote. mean, still bad. I would yeah. have omitted that. But, yeah. So, I mean, it's still bad, but um, I guess he, the witch passed his test or whatever, because yeah. he said nobody else would have known that. And it was in his grandmother's accent. Now, another time an Englishman came to visit because he did not believe the stories he wanted to see for himself because he thought it was just all made up. So uh, he, he came to visit. He's in the house. He's talking to the Bell family. You know, they're just getting to know each other. And he commented that his family lived overseas. And at that moment, the witch started to mimic his parents, like talking in their voices with their accents and everything. Yeah. So uh, the next morning, he woke up to the witch again, mimicking his parents' voices, saying that they were worried about him because they had been woken up in England hearing his voice. Whoa. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of convoluted there. But he leaves the next morning because he's freaked out. Yeah. And so. later on, I mean, like much later on, because it takes forever to get to England, send letters and all that right. stuff. So probably months and months later, he sends a letter to the Bell family that the witch had visited his family in England the same day that he was visiting the Bell house. Yeah. And he apologized for being skeptical huh. in his letter. He's like, I mean, that was all real. Right. So that's pretty weird. Um, in 1819, Andrew Jackson visited to see the witch. And his Andrew men Jackson, in- like from the $20 bill? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yep. Huh. Uh, and his men ended up being frightened away. The witch made their wagon get stuck in the mud and like kind of taunted them and messed with them before she freed it and let them go. <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing if Andrew Jackson's not actually on the 20. Let's see on the 10. Up. Let's look it up really quick so you can cut it out if we look silly. No. We always look stupid. It's fine. Um, yeah, I think, you know, every episode we've messed up something. You're right. Andrew Jackson's on the $20 bill. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, back to my notes. Now I definitely know who's on the 100 because I, <laughs> you know, I got so many of them. Stop. See them all the time. Enough. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so moving on. Sometimes the witch was nice, especially to Lucy, John Bell's wife. Um, she described Lucy as the most perfect woman to walk the earth. Facts. <laughs> what? Facts. Next. <laughs> she would bring Lucy fruits and sing hymns to her. So she really liked Lucy. Yeah. She also didn't really bother John Jr. So I don't know why, why those two you? were kind of unscathed. But she did not like John Sr. at all. Could you imagine, like, being John Sr. talking to your wife about, like, we really got to do something about this witch, and your wife's like, <laughs> not kind of like, like her. Like, like let's like keep her around for a while. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. We get apples. And, she sings to me. Yeah, like, it's kind of nice having somebody else around that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, he's getting, like, beat up every day. Like, yeah, he's like a around. black eye. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't think so. She's like, no, she like she brought me this fruit basket. She's making fun of my accent. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, she really did not like John Sr. She called him Old Jack um, and would threaten to kill him, like, on the regular. She would do chants. She would just make threats. Uh, and she would harm him and say she was going to kill him. Hmm. And apparently, she eventually did so by poisoning him. No way. Mm-hmm. The witch yep. killed John Sr. So, he died on December 19th, 1820, when he was 70 years old. Uh, the witch interrupted his funeral by singing drinking songs. He was 70, 
His wife was 32. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, she interrupted his funeral by singing drinking songs and didn't stop until it was over. And she was heard saying that she fixed him. She did it. He will not get up. Good. And um, so after he died, because well, part of me was like, okay, he was 70 in 1820. He probably just died. <laughs> like, Fair. But, but also, he married a 12-year-old, so. Apparently, according to the story, after he died, one of the sons found a weird vial of, like, dark-colored liquid they hadn't seen before in one of their cabinets. And this is really sad. Heads up to the listeners. He tested it on their cat, and the cat died, like, immediately. Ooh. So that's why they think it was poison. And then yeah. they, the story goes that they threw the vial into the fireplace and, like, blue flames shot up or blue smoke or something. And then the witch said, like, yeah, that was poison. I used it on him. <laughs> Killed him. Yeah, that was me. That was me. What are you going to do about I it? Did it? Is there a way to test that? Like, uh, what kind of poisons make a blue flame? Is there um, a way I to read it out? one article that said they thought it might have been arsenic. Yeah. And he had right. been like, uh, I'll, we can talk about that when I get down to theories, but let's put a pin in that for a second. Okay. Let me make sure I have that in my notes just in put case. Put a pin in arsenic. Yeah, we'll come Don't back to that. Taste it. You'll die. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, in 1821, Betsy ends up calling off her engagement to Joshua Gardner because she was scared of what the witch might do to her if she went through with it. Because the witch had been very okay. vocal about like she did not want Betsy to marry Joshua. Right. I don't know why. She just didn't like the idea. And so Betsy gets freaked out after her dad supposedly dies of this poisoning. And was like, I'm not going to be next. Uh, we're not getting married. Bye. Yeah. Sad story, kind of. She ends up marrying one of her former school teachers. So, uh, like, there's a pattern here of young men marrying, I mean, young men. women marrying yeah. old men. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yep. So, um, after Betsy calls off the engagement, the witch told the, you know, the remaining Bell family that she would leave, but would come back again in seven years in 1828. Okay. And she did. Good. She left and then came back in 1828. And so, it was... Still, Lucy was in the home, and two of the sons. I don't remember which ones it was. But she came back and started up the same things kind of again. But this time, the family just sort of ignored her until she left. I guess she got bored because they weren't giving her attention. They were over it. Didn't want to deal with her anymore. Right. But she was, like, beaten up on John Sr., right? So Yeah. she You would think, like, if she wanted the attention, she could have just hit one of them. Or right. And they're like, but, I don't know. What happened to your face? Like, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Not a, Definitely not a witch. An invisible witch thing. Yeah. Um, so, I read this uh, on Wikipedia. They said that John Bell was the first person in history to pass away from supernatural causes. I don't believe that for a second. There's no way that he was the first in the 1800s to die from supernatural causes. I just, just right. simply don't believe that. I don't know where they got that from. I think that's just made up. So like the first, the first death that was ruled that way, or like I guess yeah, uh, or like the first in Tennessee history that was attributed to supernatural causes. Yeah. So maybe maybe if they had worded it that way, that sounds more right. Like this is the first death in Tennessee to yes. be recorded as being caused by something supernatural. Then maybe yeah, but he's definitely not the first ever in history. To be killed by something spooky. Yeah, definitely. There's no way. Didn't take like 
I don't know how long has history been recorded. Probably ten thousand years. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it took until the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, there's took, no way. Took um, nine thousand years. Yeah. Before anybody died of supernatural causes, everyone before that regular. <laughs> so that's that's the main like plot, <laughs> and now I'm going to start talking about some theories okay. behind this. Do you want to say anything before we moved on to theories? No, this is just crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's wild, isn't um, it? Yeah, and I don't. I still, you know, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so crazy. It's, I don't understand how, why the witch would be like, I'm going to be super nice to the wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe she felt sorry for her because yeah. she got married when she was 12. Yeah. Maybe. A 32 year old. Yeah. But also like, why would you? I don't know why she picked why on Why would it though? appear as a dog rabbit? Why would it? Yeah. Why did that guy show up and say, yeah, you got a witch? I just... There's a lot of unexplained things. Yeah. It's a weird story. Not a lot of it makes sense. And she killed him. And what about the tooth? Did she ever find the tooth? I think she just made that up. Yeah. I think she just said things for the heck of it. So, here are some theories. Some people believe that the witch or spirit or whatever it was, was someone that John killed in North Carolina that followed him to Tennessee. Okay. Which, Did he kill people in North Carolina? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, some believe it was Betsy messing with the family through ventriloquism. Like what? Betsy was doing the witch voice and making other things happen. Like throwing her voice to another place and like... Yeah, but there's... That does not explain a lot of the stories. Like it doesn't explain... The sermons. The sermons, the Englishman's yeah. thing... John Johnston's grandmother's answer to the question. Like, I don't know how she would have been able to do all that stuff. And if the Englishman was telling the truth that the parents in England had that experience, that doesn't make sense at all Yeah, for it to have been Betsy. I was going to say that my theory was that the wife did witchcraft, Mm. like grew up and decided she wanted to do witchcraft and made a witch. Yeah. But... That's why it was super nice to her and her favorite kid and nobody else. Unconfirmed that that one was her favorite kid, but I'm saying Mm -hmm. that for the theory to support it. Yeah. I mean, as good as idea as any of these, they don't really make sense. Um, There's another theory that all of the witch stuff was just made up. It was just stories made up, passed along, got out of hand, and that John Bell just actually had a neurological disorder, and that's why his face was getting paralyzed. And it possibly could have been Bell's palsy, which is not named after John Bell, but is named after a Scottish doctor, Sir Charles Bell, who discovered it. it. Because Bell's palsy causes facial paralysis. Is that like for a stroke? or? Um, I think there's different things that can cause it. Like some people that have adverse reactions to vaccines will get it, and it can be temporary or it can be not like it can last yeah, here we go with the vaccine disinformation i'm, I'm a believer in vaccines Thanks, but we go. you know people that have weird immune systems like don't always react well to them yeah so. i think with this episode it's isn't like going to get effects. very many downloads because <laughs> as soon as you mention vaccines spotify is like oh there's the word we're yeah. gonna pull it cancel like, it um so it could have been all the witch stuff was just made up and he 
was getting paralyzed, not because the witch hated him, but because he had a neurological disorder. Yeah. Would that make him hallucinate stuff or? I don't think so. Huh. So, man, I thought it was Alexander that did the telephone. (laughs) Alexander Graham Bell. Mm -hmm. A lot of bells. And then Charles Bell found palsy. Mm -hmm. And then John John Bell Bell got haunted by a witch. Yep. And Mr. Bell was a vice principal. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a local thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. So we'll talk about the arsenic thing that you that we were on a second ago. We put a pin in it, now we're coming back. We're unpinning it. Does arsenic burn Um, blue? I, I read one article, there was a scientist that was trying to explain this whole thing. And it was saying that it sounded like that would have been arsenic. And there could have been a family member that had it out for John Bell and was slowly killing him through arsenic poisoning. And that could have caused some of these things to happen, like with his body and all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's if everything that was written down is true, it still doesn't explain yeah, a lot of things. It doesn't. But if you are of the opinion that they were just making it up about the witch, then arsenic poisoning could have been what killed him. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I'll put it up here. It says uh, the uh, you get a pale blue flame from lead, arsenic, and selenium. Yeah. And a blue-green from copper salts with halides. Mm-hmm. And purple, it actually says violet. It's from well, pas- potassium and rubidium. Rub- hold up. Rubidium. I mean, that could still be true with the witch. Like, the witch could have been poisoning him with arsenic. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Those could both be true at the same time. No, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I was just curious about the... Like, what she poisoned him with? Blame. Yeah, I focused in on it, and I was... Yeah. No, that was a good question. We're going to find out regardless, so... Yeah. Um, would you also like to know a list of every other element and what color it burns? No, thank you. I can pull that up too. No, thanks. There's like a hundred some. Spend the next hour on the podcast talking about what. I think we're good on that. That's a little outside of the scope of this story. (laughs) Yep. All right. Let's talk about media a little bit. Um, a guy named Martin V. Ingram published a book called An Authenticated History of the Bell Witch. Okay. That was the first full record of the legend. That's oh. where a lot of this information comes from. I didn't read the book. I read, like, websites that referenced this book. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of I'm, it is from the student. So, you know what I've found doing the podcast is that there's actually a lot of paper resources mm-hmm. that are locked behind a paywall. Yeah, I don't know. At, like, a university or something. And it's like... I'm not going to pay Oxford $20 to access yeah, no way. Like, the one page of an encyclopedia book. <laughs> it's on not that thing. serious. This is just like, for fun. <laughs> it's like, tell I'm stories. Just gonna, never mind. I'm going. I'm going to Reddit. <laughs> yeah, don't care. As soon as, as soon as it pops up and it's like, hey, this is, you got to pay Harvard. for Unlock nope. your subscription to access this article. Exit. Nope. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. I found um, five movies that were influenced by the Bell Witch. We have Bell Witch Haunting in 2004, Bell Witch the Movie in 2007, The Bell Witch Legend in 2008, The Bell Witch Haunting in 2013, and The Mark of the Bell Witch in 2020. Haven't seen any of them. No. But maybe someday. And The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, so I do think that was 
loosely inspired by this story. It, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't this story, but just the idea of the witch and the hauntings and stuff yeah. inspired them to make that movie. Um, Ghost Adventures also filmed an episode at the Bell Witch Cave, which we're going to talk about next. You heard okay. of this? No, I haven't. Okay. So, this is obviously <laughs> a cave. <laughs> it's located near where the Bell family farm was. Yep. It's about 490 feet long. It's privately owned, and they do tours in the summer and in October, if anyone's interested. So, this really doesn't have anything to do with the original legend. Okay. Because everything about the cave happened quite a bit later on. It was, like, added in to... Give it a little pizzazz, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like all the stories about it were recorded much later than the original legend. So it's, it's been it's been connected, but it's not really a part of it. Yeah. Um, however, there are some people that believe this cave is where the witch went to when she wasn't in the bell home. Okay, whatever. So I mean you can teleport and you're gonna teleport to a cave. <laughs> to a cave instead of I mean, like maybe. Instead of like uh Where's that place you went for your anniversary? Cancun. Yeah, instead of Cancun, you're going to go to a cave. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm a witch, I'm not going to. First of all, I wouldn't go to either of those places. I'd go somewhere cold like (laughs) Alaska. But that's personal preference. Nothing nothing wrong with Cancun. I'm just saying. You would rather go somewhere cold. Yeah, I like the cold. Caves are cold, though, so maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but they're like dark and and secluded. Moist. So then that's I don't know. I'm honestly team cave now. The more you talked mind. yourself into it. Yeah. You literally talked, talked yourself into cave vacation. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I forget everything I said for the last I mean some caves are cool, like Lost World Caverns in Lewisburg. That place is pretty cool. Yeah, they got stalagmites and stalactites. Yeah. Do and you know the difference? Yeah, I do. Stalactites hang tight from the ceiling. Stalagmites might grow up tall one day. So stalactites are on the top, stalagmites are on the bottom. What about the ones on the side? Oh, it depends on which way they're growing. Sideways. They're growing up or down. Exactly sideways. Do you know what they're called when the stalagmites and the stalactites connect and they touch? One pole? No. Cave pole? Nope. What is it? A column. No way. I learned that on the Lost World Caverns tour. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You call them a column. That's what they said. Call them a call. <laughs> yeah, you call them yeah. a column. And it stuck with me. It worked. I haven't been there. I went there as like a very young child. It's so cool. It's so cool. There's a... Like even for adults, it's a really cool place to go. It's very informative. Yeah. There's a place up north called Smoky Hole Caverns. Chimney hole caverns, mm-hmm. chimney top. It's chimney top. I think is the mouth. That sounds familiar. And the hole is smoky hole caverns. Mm. And I mix them up like I do with everything. Mix it up and yeah. So me and Melinda were talking about going to this place one day, and I was like, "Let's go to the chimney hole and look at the, and we'll go to smoky top, smoky top caverns or something." And she was like, "You are completely messing this up." <laughs> You, they're like right next to each other, but they've actually got, there's another place that's called the Via Ferrata. We're getting way off track. It's okay. The Via Ferrata, they've got a ropey, a ropey bridge. Uh-huh. One of those. Super sketch, and I'm scared of heights. Yeah. And uh, so I told her we would go, and she was like, <laughs> you 
You don't want to do that. You'll die. But she's actually scared too, and she likes to hang her feet off. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I showed you the video of her when we went to uh, went to the channels in Virginia. Yeah, and they have like a it's like a rope off spot mm-hmm. where they have a sign that says don't don't go past this because you might fall and die oh my gosh and so i took a video and i was and she was like over there like looking over the side and i'm like paying back to the <laughs> sign that says don't you might slip and fall and die oh my gosh and i'm like oh geez brave all right um so coming back to blair witch cave there's a story again this evidently happens later on what i've been getting my phone's been vibrating for the last like 10 minutes because melinda's phone has been it broke yeah there's a whole story behind this we can talk about it at the end because it's crazy <laughs> but she just texted me like a few hours ago and was like i my phone finally came back oh yeah she's been using like a, a Lind- linder phone or whatever mm-hmm. and uh i was like well look at all the stuff i sent you on instagram because for the oh, last she like, probably has like 63 videos from you Oh, way more than that. It's so many. I've sent her everything that I've sent to you. Almost, oh my I've sent gosh. To her and more. And so just, probably like four hundred seventeen. Honestly, more. It, it might be more. Like okay. that that uh, Congress hearing where they're like five hundred. It's like more. more. Thousand more. Ten thousand more. More. But so she finally got her thing back and got Instagram <laughs> back, and I'm I was like, look at all the okay. stuff. Silence it, because i got to finish this, or I'm going to forget the point I'm trying to make here. Oh, it's silenced, but... All right. Uh, there's a story that Betsy and some of her friends were supposedly exploring in this cave, and one of the boys that she was with crawled into a hole and got stuck. And a voice yelled, I'll get him out, and the boy felt hands grab his feet and yank him out of the hole. Ooh. And then the voice lectured the kids about being safer in the cave. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it was the witch. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Because... That happened later. All right. Now, I do have a couple more stories about people in this experiencing something weird in this cave that I want to tell you about. Okay. So, in 1977, a woman named Bonnie Hainline told a story from her childhood in 1944 when she went in this cave. She had skipped her English class, and she was looking for something to do, and she decided to go to the cave because she had explored it before with her friends, like, for several years. So she was familiar with it and just wanted to go hang out there instead of go to class, I guess. So she borrowed a lantern from the cave owner, Mr. Garrison, and she went in. So she walks in a little ways and then her lantern blew out, even though there was no wind and there was not a draft in the cave. So she's able to relight it and it gets blown out again. No no draft, no wind. So she gets like really scared, obviously, because she's in pitch black darkness. And so she crawls along a path of water in the cave until she got back to the entrance. And she saw an open can of pork and beans and some marshmallows (laughs) at the cave entrance. Okay. Um, So she goes home. And later, supposedly she learned that cops had found two escaped fugitives hiding in the back of the cave. And she credits the Bell Witch for keeping her away from them. No like way. that she blew her lantern out and got they, her to leave before she found yeah. the fugitives or they found her and she would have been in danger maybe. Yeah. Know. Or maybe it was them. The- <laughs> they were like right beside her and she didn't yeah, see like, them. Like That's Scooby-Doo scary. Style. Yeah. yeah. So then also in 1977, 
a group of five soldiers from Fort Campbell visited the cave. And uh, one of the guys in the group was sitting on a rock and he felt something invisible grab him around the, the chest. So that's also weird. Then in 1986, we have a guy named David Gerard. He's a staff writer for the Tennessean and a guy named Bill Watson, who is a photographer and a member of the National Speleological Society. So these are like cave explorers, okay. scientists. He's really good at spelling words. <laughs> no. S-P-E-L-E-O-logical. Oh, like spelunking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That cave stuff. And those two men got permission to stay in the cave overnight. Um, when they were f- in the first cave room, they heard a noise deeper down in the cave, and they described it as an unwavering groan, followed by several loud thumps. Ooh. So that happened for a little bit, then it repeated itself, and then it did it a third time. Ooh. So after that happened for the third time, the men went back to the cave entrance, and you know they're trying to rationalize it, explain it. They start looking at the wiring for the lights to see if they could find a reason for the noises, uh, but they don't. So they went back to the first cave room, and this time they heard a rumble at the entrance. So they're getting a little confused. They go back to the entrance, figure out it was just a jet plane flying overhead. <laughs> okay. okay. But while they're in tr- at the entrance, after that, they heard a loud, high-pitched scream coming from inside the cave. Oh, no. And they did not spend the night. They left and went home. Yeah, me too. I would not be going back in either. Okay, now... This is the best story of all. I've saved okay. the best for last. And, okay. and then that's, that's all I have. I love this. This made me laugh so okay. much. Okay. So in 1987, there's a guy named H.C. Sanders, and he's the owner of a local gas station. Ironically, he ran out of gas <laughs> near the Red River across from the Bellwitch Cave. So he started walking towards town, and he noticed a rabbit come out of the woods and start following him. It didn't stop, so he started walking a little faster, but the rabbit is keeping up, just jumping behind him. So eventually, like, he's walking faster, the rabbit's keeping up. He starts walking faster, the rabbit's keeping up. He gets freaked out and starts running, but the rabbit keeps following him. So he's running, he's running, like, as fast as he can until finally he's just exhausted. He's, he's run for, like, a mile. He has to sit down on a log to take a break and catch his breath. The rabbit hops up on a log beside him, <laughs> looks at him, and says... Heck of a race we had there, wasn't it? What? <laughs> I know. That was what? <laughs> Imagine, picture that. A rabbit that has just chased you through the woods, jumping up beside you and saying, heck of a race we had there, wasn't it? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. And terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I thought for a second that it was going to be like a scary one, like, you know, like the Loveland frog that we talked about? Yeah. <laughs> if it was like, just like, he like crested over a hill, thought he lost it and turned around and then over the hill comes like a man-sized rat, <laughs> like running on two yeah. legs, like sprinting. Like, oh my gosh. Like his arms. And it's like. No. Oh. So, I mean, like that's a little scary, but it's mostly just hilarious to read that. Yeah. So those are some, some stories of things that happened at the Bellwitch Cave, but that's really not completely connected to the story of the Bellwitch. That's all I have. That's it. I like the rabbit. Me too. That's so funny. That was my favorite part of this whole thing. Uh, Blair Witch, I mean, Bell Witch episode part two is only on the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. The bell rabbit. The rabbit that chases people through the woods. The bell hare. That's really funny. Yeah. So, that's well, good. What do you think? I like it. Yay. 
I like it a lot. That's me too. A good, it's, <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of like Wizard Clip because of the weird stuff. Yeah, and that just doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. And, no, it's just uh, weird. But this one is like especially so because like at least for Wizard Clip, there was a reason. Mm-hmm. Like he let the guy die. And that yeah. was the reason that everybody said. But this one is just like. Just random. One day, Witch showed up and. Yeah. That's crazy. And like she changed her story so many times that they couldn't really pinpoint an origin for her. Yeah. Because she claimed to be Kate Batts' witch, then she claimed to be a spirit that had been buried and disturbed, and then she claimed to be a spirit that had been around forever, everywhere, all the time. So it's like, what are you? Yep. Why are you here? Why are you doing this? And why do you not like Betsy and John Bell Sr., but you're cool with other people? What's the reasoning? No one knows. Right. Yeah. So, weird story. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. It's, yeah, <laughs> kind of spooky. One day your house could just be haunted. Yeah. And then you would never know. And you're just getting, well, like, I guess you would know, but. Hit by something invisible and getting your blankets pulled off of you. That's so annoying. Yeah. Like, get out. Go away. <laughs> your, your moving hand is just going to start moving by itself. Yeah. That'd be scary. Yeah. And it didn't have any batteries. <laughs> I would throw that thing outside if it started moving on its own. What Shane is talking about is I have a, this Halloween decoration that looks like a hand, like the thing from the Adams family, but it's not the thing. Yeah. It's just a hand similar to it, and it like it will walk across the floor. So if that thing started doing that on its own, it's gone. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm kicking it into a ditch. Throw it outside, and it, it starts walking like, back. <laughs> knock at the door. It's the hand. <laughs> it's the hand. That would be so scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, what do you think you're going to do next week? Do you have an idea? You're still looking. I have no idea. It's, something, something inspired by Olivia's list, I'm sure. Yeah, she sent us a list. I don't have that handy exactly right now. I had good stuff. I was going to do something from it, and then when I was looking at her YouTube people, I saw this, and this really caught my interest. So I picked. Yeah, this one. I have to scroll. She's up. got good ideas on there. Scroll up past our last four arguments. Um, <laughs> don't tell the people that. <laughs> <laughs> if I hope in like. Like a thousand years or whatever, like if, like they'll find all the technology, yeah, and be like, like we have like a podcast and it'll last for forever or whatever, yeah. And be like, yeah, they, like they're friends, and then they find our text messages and they're like, they hate each other. <laughs> like, it's like no, we're just having a conversation. But, um, I don't know. She's got the, uh, the, uh, Mitzpah Hotel. Mm-hmm. The she has Stanley Hotel on there. That'd be a good Stanley one. Stanley Hotel is from uh, The Shining, right? Yeah. Um, that's where it was filmed or something. Goatman Bridge, The Conjuring House, The Goldfield Motel, and The uh, Clown Motel. So, and it's entitled Amazing Ideas for Your Podcast by Olivia. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'll have to see if they'll like cover, if it'll fill up. Enough time because some sometimes the hotels are like it's sort of like here's a haunting, but it doesn't really right. There's not a gigantic ton of details, so I have to look into it. But I'm you could always do like about two like the if Mitzvah you want hotel, mm-hmm. and then Stanley Hotel will probably get its own episode. Goatman's yeah. Bridge will probably get its own episode. Um, Mitzvah Hotel will probably be next, so that's what I'll do. And Sounds good. If it doesn't, then I'll throw in another one of these. Probably like the gold, Goldfield 
motel or something. Yeah. So, but yeah, she was like, you have to watch, you have to watch Sam and Colby's video because they cover it all. And I guess they're like ghost hunters. Yeah. So she'll like come, like come to me with like her iPad and be like, well, look, Oh, <laughs> look at that. Watch this video. This That's is sweet. scary. And, uh, yeah. So, yep. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I'm scared of ghosts, though. So, <laughs> I think that's why she picked it. She's like, I know she ain't scared of ghosts. <laughs> she wanted to freak you out. Yep. That's fine. I'm gonna, I'll never stay in a hotel ever again. They're all haunted. Just camp. Which is also scary. But By fun. the way, people die in hotels all the time. Yeah. Like you, like you probably have stayed in a hotel at some point in your life where somebody is dead right now. You know I saying? mean, probably, but that's a little morbid. Yeah, but they don't like unless it's like really bad. They don't shut the hotel down, and also like unless like if they found you the next day, right? Like. And you haven't like decomposed very much. Mm-hmm. They'll pull you out, and then you will still. You might have stayed in a room where somebody just died. You know another place where it's not super uncommon for people to die. Hospitals. Yeah, but I was thinking cruises. Yeah, a lot of the cruise ships have like morgues built into them, which makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it's just, just like wild a, to think about a floating hotel or a resort, right? Yeah, I want to go on a cruise. I want to go on an Alaskan cruise. I used to want to go on a cruise until Dirk and I went to Cancun and stayed at like that all-inclusive resort. That's all I want to do forever now is go to those resorts. Yeah, I I don't have a desire to go on a cruise anymore because the resort was just amazing. It was so fun and perfect and it's all you need. So I'd rather, like if I'm going to spend the money on a trip like that, I'd rather go to a resort than go on a cruise. Fair. But But I totally see why people, you know, like cruises. Which resort did you stay at? Is it one of the famous ones like Sandals or something? It was um, a Dreams Resort, which is another brand kind of like that. Oh, it okay. was Dreams Playa de Muerjes. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So it was like actually a little bit outside of Cancun. It was close, right. but it was amazing. We loved it so much. Yeah. I don't know. I, w- I want to go on like a, want to go to a resort somewhere cold like iceland or greenland and do a resort there that would be cool well you know where they have those big cows the cows with the hair on them that big highland cows Mm -hmm. yeah that'd be cool i want to go there i want to stay on a farm yeah for the rest of my life with those cows that would be good for you you would like that feed them and never talk to another person ever (laughs) shooting your cows Mm -hmm. that's pretty funny cows Maybe some sheeps. <laughs> Just me. We can do the podcast remote, but <laughs> other than that, I don't want to talk to anybody, really. That's a good trait to have for someone that does a podcast. Yeah. Not wanting to talk to people. <laughs> it is. I, I'm worried for, like, if if the podcast ever gets, like, big and, like, we have to do, like, those live events or something yeah like, like oh, me and I, meet you. I'm like, I don't I quit we'll just do a cardboard cut out of you and it can sit beside me it would make the like the same amount of social interaction actually it would be better social yeah. interaction people can get their picture with the cutout and you'll be like backstage somewhere with your yeah. big cow it tours with us yeah with my cow <laughs> yeah. all right let's okay. wrap it up 
I gotta get ready for Halloween tomorrow. Halloween's the what are you dressing up as for Halloween? Um, I'm gonna be the dude from the Big Lebowski, and Dirk's gonna be Walter. That'd be good. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's gonna be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Our costumes are good. What are you gonna be? I'm gonna be a photographer. I have to work tomorrow. You'll be a grumpy photographer at work. Yeah, I'm gonna be grumpy. So I'm gonna. That sounds about right. I'm gonna dress as Luke Combs. <laughs> happens to be how I dress every day. Oh my gosh! Fair enough. That's easy. Like my my Carhartt plaid and my jeans, and that's <laughs> it. I'm gonna dress up as uh, who's another chubby guy with a beard? Like <laughs> oh. literally, everyone looks the same. It's like yeah. Anyway, <sighs> happy Halloween. Happy Halloween! Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the episode. What's a mummy's favorite type of music? Oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> um, a mummy's favorite kind of music? Mm-hmm. Probably like the uh, the snake drummer music. Because they're Egyptian, right? No, that's Indian music, isn't it? Um, mummy's favorite music. Rap? Yeah! Good job! Hippity hop. You got it. <laughs> but... Hey, what um, what kind of French fries does do um, does Frankenstein eat? I don't know what kind. Waffle fries from Chick Fil A. Thanks for listening. Be safe, driving home. Watch over the not dear. Bye. Bye. <laughs>